God speaks different scriptures to each one of us to show us exactly what we should be doing at this point in time. I have several scriptures leading me right now. These are not necessarily the scriptures that should be leading you. You need to hear from the Holy Spirit. You need to have scripture leading you. Let me ask you this. Examine yourself. What scripture am I following at this exact moment? What is that scripture that has been so important to me that I have focused on it day and night for weeks, months, however long it takes in order to be able to do it? I have no greater joy in my life than having God call scripture to my attention at a specific point in time to show me exactly what I should be doing. I take that scripture and keep it before me. I think about it in the morning when I awaken. I look at it the last thing in the night before I go to sleep. I think about it through the day to try to get it deeper inside of me, thinking of how you can apply that scripture to your life. Several months ago, I began taking screen prints of pages of Bible and putting that in the photo album of my Kindle tablet. So I could press on photo and bring up the list of scripture that I am currently meditating on. And also, I have several scriptures that I like to review every once in a while. But there's usually one or two or three scriptures that are critical for me, just as a patient in a hospital has critical medicines when they are trying to live. We have critical scriptures which are life to us. Many of the church just don't know this. Most of the people in the church don't know this. They just go to church and hear a sermon. That is not life. That is not living. Living is taking that word of God given to you by the Spirit of God and draining every drop of blood that you can get for, from that scripture. This is life. The two most recent scriptures that I have had called my attention and the most recent has been Matthew chapter 11 verse 15. Jesus says, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. I have a gift of exhortation to share with you words of warning and advice. I also am appointed apostle prophet by Jesus Christ in the church 
of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So I have these responsibilities for the church. I share words of God frequently with individuals who send me emails and with you constantly through podcast and our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, and the books that I print on Amazon. Frequently, church people will rise up against me because the church always fights the prophets. They did in the Old Testament. Jesus said they would do it in the New Testament. He said that in Matthew 23. They will fight the prophets. Why? Because God frequently opens the eyes of a prophet to show the church individuals and groups when they are going in a wrong way. Prophets correct the church by the will of God. Many in the church do not want to be corrected Period. They don't want to obey the scriptures and they certainly don't want to obey a human who comes in the name of the Lord in the form of a prophet or any other minister of God, but especially a prophet. We prophets grieve every time a person in the church rejects a word of God. And sometimes we will repeat the message from God. And sometimes we will repeat it three times, four times, five times, hoping they will turn to God and receive understanding. God is teaching me this. After the first and second admonition, let them go. Don't repeat it to them. Don't try to keep them with you. Don't try to be friends with them. Let them go. That scripture is in Titus chapter 3. We'll look at it. Titus chapter 3. A man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted, and sinneth being condemned of himself. I'm going to give you this solid example of an heretic. This is a woman who identifies herself as a Catholic. I haven't actually heard her say she is a Christian, but you assume she's a Christian. I went to Barnes and Noble and looked in the Catholic Bible at Matthew chapter 23 verse 9 where Jesus said, call no man father. I went to Barnes and Noble to see if that scripture was in a Catholic Bible. It is. I can't believe the Catholics would put that in their Bible when they teach their followers to call their ministers father. It's hard for me to believe they would in, put into the Bible Matthew 23 verse 9 where Jesus says call no man father and yet they did so this friend was in Arizona at the time visiting her parents 
I sent her an email telling her that I had looked in the Catholic Bible and this scripture is in the Catholic Bible, Matthew 23, 9, which says, call no man father. It's in the Catholic Bible. I didn't hear anything from her for about three weeks. This was several years ago. And then after about three weeks, she sent me an email saying, thank you for the message. She didn't do anything at all to heed the message. She just went right on to the Catholic Church calling those men father. That's an heretic. I should have stopped my association with her at that point in time. I foolishly did not do that. Today I would because of this scripture. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition don't reject. Don't keep trying to give them scripture when they show they don't care about scripture. They don't like scripture. They won't follow scripture. Though they say thank you for the message, they will not do scripture. Don't keep trying to give them scripture. This is what I'm really learning at this point in time. Therefore, Matthew chapter 11, verse 15, he who hath an ear to hear, let him hear, is very important instruction for me. Just don't keep trying to communicate with the person. Don't try to be friends with this person who is rejecting scripture while attending a church. So you see how important it is for me to get that scripture in Matthew 11 inside me, plus this scripture in Titus chapter 3 inside me. Because I have to have the strength of the scriptures in order to do what I'm supposed to do. Therefore, you keep this in front of you day and night. Now, what's the easiest way to do this? I discovered, for me, the easiest way is simply take my Kindle tablet, turn to the Bible, take a screen print of the scripture that's on that Kindle tablet, on that Bible, and, trans and it transfers immediately to my photograph album on the Kindle Bible. So, I am able to turn to photographs, pull up my photograph album, and here are all of these scriptures. One by one, I can look at that scripture in that page of the Bible. All I have to do is take my finger, tap on the first scripture, it will come up in full size on my Kindle, and then I take my finger and just run it from left to right, and it goes to the next screen print with the scripture. It's wonderful. At night when I go to bed, I turn on that Kindle and pull up that photograph album and go over these scriptures, especially the most recent that I have received. The most recent being this, uh, these two scriptures I've just read to you. It's a wonderful way 
to check it and be sure you've done this instruction throughout the day, whatever the instruction is that you are currently following and trying to do. Well, for me, it's Titus chapter 3 on don't keep giving them admonitions. After the first time on the second admonition, just walk away from them. Leave them alone. And the other scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verse 15, he who has an ear, let him hear. In other words, if he can hear it, let him hear it. Let him work out his, his way by the scriptures. When you warn him, just leave him alone. Let him get there or not get there. But don't keep trying to give him scripture to help him. Free yourself. As a prophet, if we do not warn the person, according to the warning God gives us for that person, their blood is on our hands. So we have to do it. We are motivated when we understand that. We are motivated to admonish them. But Jesus told Ezekiel they won't listen to him. But he was sending Ezekiel to them anyway. But God said they won't listen because they're impotent and hard-hearted. They won't listen to you, but go to them and give them this warning from me. And if you fail to give them this warning from me and they die in their sins, their blood is on your hands. But if you warn them and whether they die in their sins or whether they repent and go forward in the word of God, you are free from their blood. Therefore, prophets have to do this. Absolutely have to. So do apostles. Paul talked about it in Acts chapter 20. A New Testament church. And here he had to warn them. He said that, uh, I, warn, I tell you that your blood is not on my hands because I have not failed to give you all the counsel of God. Therefore, your blood is not on my hands. I've told you. So whether you go forward in the word of God or you reject it and go forward in your own ways, I'm free from your blood. Prophets have to do this. And Paul shows apostles in the New Testament did this. He shows us by that scripture in Acts 20. Recently, a woman sent me an email, and she, in her email, told me a whole bunch of trouble that she was having. And she went into detail on various points of trouble that she had and concerns that she had about herself. And she asked me if I could do a writing on forgiveness or a message on forgiveness. Well, yes, I could do one, but God told me that's not what she needed. God told me what she needed was she needed to do Philippians Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing. Here she had all these concerns, all these cares, all these troubles. She was wrestling with them. She thought she needed to forgive these people. God said she needed to do this. Be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I sent this message to her. Her first response to me, she thanked me, but her first response 
was sort of lukewarm, like, I'll do it sometimes. She doesn't realize, or didn't realize, this is life to her. This is absolutely like having a blood transfusion when you're dying. For this is her way to life. She needs to take every concern one by one to God in prayer, in faith, believing God will give her the answer and give her the counsel instead of turning to any minister or any other human being to find out what to do. Cast your burden, cast your concerns upon the Lord, for he careth for you, not on another human, not on a minister. See, she's going the wrong way. And this will put her in the right way if she does it. But I can't keep communicating with her and hearing her. I have to go forward. So if she has an ear to hear, let her hear. I've given her admonition. I've shown her what God showed me she needed. Let her do it or let her not do it. But I can't keep being drained by this woman. I've made that mistake. We, I had two women in our church group that for 39 years were burdens to me and drained me. God finally got me free from these two women. Neither of them are with us today. He showed me in a vision. It was like I had a barbell with those big round black bar, uh, balls on the end of it these big weights, and these were these two women. They were training me to the point that it almost destroyed me. Now going forward, as the time is very short, one way or another, the time for me is very short. I'm 82 years old right now. Either I will die or Jesus returns and takes us off the earth. Either way, the time is short for me. And it might be short for you, either through age or the coming of Jesus. I believe God has shown me that when Jesus returns, he will take those people off the earth who are following scripture, settling things with God, living in peace. And as Peter told us to do, being keeping ourselves without spot and blameless. The Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 10 through verse 14. In verse 14, he said, in view of all these things on the earth that are going to be destroyed by God, be diligent to be found of Jesus when he returns. Be sure you're found without spot and blameless. Now, you don't know when Jesus is going to return, and I don't know, and no man knows. So that means every day for the rest of our life, we have to keep ourselves in peace. And the only way you can keep yourself in peace is by connecting with God in prayer, pouring out your heart before God, hearing from God, having him settle you, having him restore your soul when you are grieved. You cannot be in peace any other way.
That is the key. So keeping scripture in front of you as you live in these last days is what you have to do. And when I say in front of you, I don't mean just reading that scripture. I mean applying it in an appropriate way to your life. That is the way of life for you. That's a blood transfusion for you. That is a stepping stone to get you in exactly the right place at any given point in time. And having you in the right place should Jesus return tomorrow or the next day or 10 years from now, no matter when he returns, that's how we have to be found. We have to be found by Jesus without spot, in peace, without spot, and blameless. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 14. Now you should have in front of you right now scriptures that the Spirit of God has given you that you should be keeping in front of you day and night to get them deeply inside you and then to enable you to do them. You should list your scriptures and really follow them and examine yourself every day to see whether or not you have followed them. A few days ago, I started to write an email, another email, to a person who had troubled me greatly and I had delivered the word of God to this person. I started to write another email to the person to encourage this person to be sure and do that scripture. But I followed the direction that God has given me and all of us that's in Titus chapter 3 after the first and second admonition reject. I've warned this person several times. This person can either do the scripture or not do the scripture. But I can't keep delivering the same word to this same woman. She has to make up her mind whether she will follow the God or not. Let her hear if she can hear. Let her not hear if she can't hear. But I'm out of here. That's it. And that's what God says for me to do. So it's up to me to keep myself strong enough that I can do this. I have in our blog written out every one of the scriptures for you that I'm following right now that I have in my photo album on my Kindle tablet. I don't know if you would be interested in looking at those or not, but if you want to look at them, Go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortation. Tap on the right-hand side of the page where it says podcast. Bring up the broadcast, which is a way to keep specific scripture before you day and night. And you will find all of the scriptures listed that I'm currently following and looking at constantly. So that I can do what God wants me to do and be where he wants me to be and hopefully be found should Jesus return anytime soon should could be found by Jesus as being in peace without spot and blameless. Joshua 1 8 this scripture has led me since the day I was born again almost 
or shortly thereafter. 1975, I followed this scripture since 1975. This instruction, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Looking back from this point of time, back from 2020, backward, I can truly say I have prospered and had good success. This scripture works. It works to do it this way, to meditate day and night in that verse of scripture that God has given you by his spirit. So this is our lifeblood. This is the stepping stone that shows us what to do next week, tomorrow, next month, next year, for the rest of our life on this earth. And I have no greater delight than having God bring a scripture to my attention to show me what to do. This is Joan Boney speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.